0: Now broadcasting from the next-gen conservative studio in sunny South Florida, bringing you the latest in politics, current events, and pop culture. This is the Whitfield Report with Sam Whitfield.
1: Well, folks, the summer of Sam is officially upon us as I have shaved my head uh, for the summer. So welcome to the show, everyone. And, uh, I, I, you know, I forgot to add the hat. I forgot to add this hashtag to the show description, uh, on rumble, but we should have also added hashtag disaster because
0: disaster.
1: That's what yeah. does disa- that? I, disaster uh desantis i think is uh you know what this is turning into
2: rhino ron raytheon ron Ron, timid ron um rhino yeah like i said welcome to the show folks everybody Uh, type in your chat your favorite nickname for uh for old raytheon ron
1: I you know what, Raytheon Ron ain't bad. Uh um, I know
2: I've been coming up with these things. Look, I, I think desanctimonious is like kind of cool because it's like um it's like what a the bully in a nineteen eighties movie would call somebody.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trump has Trump has big 1980s movie bully vibes. Sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: Ron de It's like that's
0: wait,
3: so
2: <laughs> like wait, You flip your collar up, you know what I mean? He's got two girls beside him. No. He no. up but, in a limo.
1: No, you're right, but Trump is the 80s movie boy in the sense of if you've watched if you've watched Cobra Kai, right? <laughs> um the the guy um spin not done daniel but the other guy the bull the in the karate kid is actually the good guy and daniel right. show no Mercy is actually the the asshole that's a that show
3: that's gotta be true yeah uh i haven't seen the new show right but I, I was always of the belief that cobra kai did nothing wrong and that show no mercy uh makes perfect sense you know
1: it's it's true
2: uh big big cobra kai proponent actually so i should probably watch the show yeah (laughs) can i just can i give my sort of take on it before uh then we can dive into it sure no i i think that like (laughs) the problem with what i saw was tonight which was what i feared which was that his campaign was going to appeal to the um, sort of twitter conservosphere people and the problem is that like granular autistic policy detail is not how you run a campaign and it's not the optics that is going to win you over people who donald trump got to turn out which was his strength right. the guy who is for all extensively per. Uh, extensive purposes conservative, but wasn't involved in the party. That is where you saw these record number turnouts for him. And this is the problem is now he's running. He's not necessarily seeming to really go for the jugular of Donald Trump in any meaningful sense. He just brings up um, his COVID policy and his track record as governor. He does so in like a monotone uh Rehearsed manner He doesn't go off script uh, I, w-
3: I was saying earlier It's very reminiscent of a thing A lot of people do where they try and emulate Elon Musk's manner of speech Sometimes it's just the The monotone like serious uh, Thing he does And other times they try and emulate his whole accent And everything um, yeah. but it, is, it, it does seem that that's who he's Trying to appeal he's, he's appealing to the Twitter DeSantis Doomers essentially I don't think that's gonna play well. I have a lot of reasons I, I can back that up, uh, l- you know, later on. But it it, it is interesting. Well, just, you noted that I, I, you know, I didn't want to interrupt too much what Shmuley was doing there. But yeah, yeah, I, I've seen it too. That the monotone thing that's definitely he, intentional in trying to because he doesn't talk like that in his speeches, is what I wanted to point out. Uh, go go ahead.
1: Sorry. Well, so. Here's my whole thing with DeSantis, right? If you go back to the 2018 election, when he first, when he first got elected as Florida's governor, his base was Trump's MAGA base. Yeah. Here
3: and in- and it largely still is, and I think that's something that he yeah. didn't uh, account for.
1: Yeah. Well, well, that's my entire point his base his base it is the maga base right and all of it, and a lot of his policies which are good poli- like the policies that are that have worked are the maga policies and now he's essentially splitting i wouldn't even really maybe not successfully but like he's trying to split the maga base and... Well, he,
3: he he's representing something that there there is support for, but I just think it's overestimated support and that is uh maga lite, right? Maga without Trump. There are people right. out there for that be- for di- various reasons. Some people don't like Trump uh because they think he's too immoral essentially, right? That he's been divorced and he, he had the porn star thing and now he's got all these cases. Some people don't like Trump because of the way he talks, uh, because he's mean, quote unquote, and, and they don't like how he handles himself in that way. There are reasons that people like his policies and not him, and I understand and respect that. And I've been saying all along, yeah. let, th- let this primary happen if he wants it so bad. But I've been saying all along also, DeSantis doesn't want this, I don't think. He just may no. not realize apparently he doesn't know that yet.
1: He will uh, learn. Well, and well, initially, very odd like very on, when he was running for re-election here as like Florida's governor, he said that he wasn't going that he had no intentions of running in 24. And I believe that when he said that, he was being he was being genuine. I think someone and I don't know who it is. Well, there, I think... there's
3: a lot of interests have been pushing him. That's for sure. Right. It,
1: you don't know who it is yeah, because I... it's
3: more than one. Right. Right. That, I, I there's think... a lot of people who would benefit from pushing him in to split the MAGA base. Not all of them on the, the left either. Some, some right. Right wing organizations would prefer a, a, like I said, nicer Trump themselves. But, Well, I mean, it's not working. I'll tell you one thing that you Florida boys, like uh, when I mentioned it earlier, had some thoughts on that. I think we can start with is he's been doing policies in Florida that are clearly geared for somebody running for president and aren't necessarily helpful to the average Floridian, one of which is his battle with Disney, which uh, sure. Yeah. You want to get rid of wokeness or whatever, and, and that's, you know, a noble fight. But now he's losing because they're, they're moving their HQ and taking with it thousands of jobs, like much akin to what AOC did with Amazon, right? <clears throat> and he, yeah. and he, he's not saving face in losing to Disney. If you were going to pick this fight, win it, right? Uh, that's what I kept hearing from DeSantis people all along is like, oh, well, he wins, whereas Trump loses. And I'm like, well, aside from you know 2020, if you think that was legit, fine, I guess. But uh, where did he lose like a lot of his policies, especially are not only just in hindsight, but like in currently we're seeing the way things play out. We're the right call over and over and over again by Trump. Well, and uh, in the the reversal of those policies is causing absolute disaster. Right. So so if you're going to run against Trump as an incumbent, you got to run against his record and And he's trying to make his record in Florida at the expense maybe I would say of Floridian voters
1: yes well and in, re- in regards to his thing with Disney, it- it's interesting you actually have a very similar take to and I and I share this minute um but you and I both have a very similar take to Eric July, who I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, but he's yeah a, I know uh, who he is yeah okay so Eric Rip July – yeah so his whole thing is um, that DeSantis in regards to Disney is basically trying to push woke ideology uh, out by trying to you know force out and, and in regards to the culture war you can't do that how you beat Di- how you beat Disney uh, at you know, the culture game is you create a company that produces better content. Well, this, this is the
3: thing. And Eric July, I know he's one of those AnCap guys, and he's probably stems from a similar source that I'm about to cite, which is Asa J would always talk about this culture is not culture is organic, right? It It crops up. I wrote an article about this years and years ago. I might even dig it up because it's good. That collectivism on the right is considered a dirty word by a lot of people, but that negates and, and neglects the fact that there's a lot of collectives that we voluntarily choose to be a part of and are born into and, and kind of play our part in Like, because it starts with the family, right? Families live next to each other. They form little communities. You speak the same language. That That's all organic. That's culture, right? And what you can't do with a culture that crops up organically like that is the government can't then enforce the culture without alienating the people who developed their own culture. Right. And that, this is true throughout history, and yes, it's even true of the you know the rednecks down in Appalachia, who's uh, that's who um, he would have been talking about in a lot of cases, right? But it's but it's also true. Of the fucking poor street kid in, in New York City. It, it's true you know, kind of universally. Um, and and it, this is a problem that people don't like to address. This is that culture. You can't just come in the government and regulate culture to be a way you want it to be. Without backlash. Ever. Because it comes up so organically. And it's so tied to people's very being and identity. Like I say. The, the culture stems from where they live. Their family. Who they're friends with. The people around them. You know, develop their culture, uh, local sayings, uh, what what they eat, you know, what what ethnic groups are a part of their family, and then they eat stuff that you've never heard of, and you eat stuff that they've never heard of. Like, these are all bits and things of a culture that crop up just by living, and the government can't come in and stop it, and that includes, unfortunately, woke culture. Woke culture is 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 a strain of cultural Marxism and critical theory that is specifically designed to take advantage of this loophole within people, right? That you, okay, well, the culture, you don't want to be mean. You want your culture to be nice, right? And so because people are nice, genuinely, most people like want to be nice to other people who they have no transgression with or a problem with. They're willing to kind of accept a lot under the banner of it being the nice thing to do. And, uh, and so it's it's exploiting the culture. But you can't get rid of that by regulating it away. What's going to happen is people spit it out. And this is what always has happened. We had a culture not that long ago, a couple decades, of uh, the right wing, of the, the Christian right wing, was pushing things that uh, made most normal people very uncomfortable. And the only way that that got changed is people just kind of spitting it out. Now... There were things that those people were right about too, and in some cases, the baby got thrown out with the bathwater, so to speak. Right, but you you can't you can't just legislate culture away, which is what he's trying to do, and that's why he's going to find pushback because there are people that believe in Walt culture too, right? They believe, or even if they know what it's for, they believe in the end goal of like a communist one world state to some degree, or or a lack of government, like anarcho-communists or whatever. They believe in something. you got to remember that. They're not pushing for no reason.
2: Right. Well, I just wanted, I just wanted to point out that, uh, you know, Donald Trump announces that he's going to run, like, on stage at mor lago gives a speech. Uh, Ron DeSantis, uh, remote in to Twitter, Twitter space. Oof. To Twitter well, space. Yeah. Audio only. Audio problems. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, he wanted uh, well, okay. he wanted
3: I'll, Elon I'll, Musk I'll, yeah. in on this bad. Let's be real. That's what he, <laughs> he wanted. Well, that, I, he wanted that endorsement. He didn't actually get an endorsement well, endorsement, but he wanted the Elon Musk stamp of approval on what he was doing
1: that's definitely why he did it so i i have some thought i have some thoughts on that specifically right this is another thing of him this is another thing where i think he was trying to emulate trump in his mind he's like what would donald do that would be like really cool and really cutting edge that i could copy well, I know Trump loves using Twitter, right? He was on all the time, and you know, Twitter's kind of become this new free speech safe haven. Are I you know saying,
3: what. I, are you saying that Ron DeSantis
1: is hello, fellow conservatives? <laughs> yeah. yes. That that is exactly what what that is exactly what I what I'm saying. So I, you know. Like one of the things that appealed to a lot of conservatives about Trump on Twitter was that he was bypassing the the traditional, uh, you know, like you heard you heard all the time. I I'm racking my
3: brain here, trying to think of a reason that you're wrong in that, because that I, that was harsh. But like you're right, you're hundred percent right. He's hello, fellow conservative. He's Mitt Romney 2.0. Oh, my God,
0: <laughs> yeah, no,
1: yeah, no, no, that that is it's worse than I thought. That is that is what that is what Ron, that is what Ron DeSantis is, is doing, and, he, and you know what? Like I, I you know, I there's I, a lane,
3: I, there's a lane for that. I'll say that
1: I, I I have to I I do have to give him credit. I do have to give him kind of credit. Like, I could actually see, like, if Trump didn't have the true social thing, right? If let's just say that Trump's Twitter ban had never happened, right? I could see Donald Trump doing his presidential an- announcement via Twitter Spaces, if it, or if something it, if, it, if it was
3: new and novel and unique. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. But now, so he he wouldn't because it's not
1: (laughs) well, yeah. But, but, but that's what I'm saying. I think Ron thought that this was something that Trump would do, and so he's like, Well, Trump would do this, so why don't I do this? And you know what? Like, there were people who, you know, like, uh, like Dana Latch was on the thing, and she said that. She said, this is great because, it, you know, it's bypassing, even though I, even though like all the, all of the people who were talking were like, were like her and they, they were kind of like big head honcho conservative, conservatives in the media. So, um, also it was hilarious because I, I think they were all, they were all kind of fanboying about Elon Musk and Elon was just kind of like, yeah okay, thank you. Like I could tell that like after a while he just kind of got bored of being there, which is, which is hilarious.
3: Bored of having his ass kissed. Yeah. That That does probably get old. I would have to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, well, and it was boring. It was like, Schmooly nailed it on the head. It's, it was policy proposals to a very specific Twitter audience. Who is not representative, I think, of the average voter. Like look, look at the polls. DeSantis is down 40 points, almost 40 points. That's That's a death before it even began. Now that he's announced he'll get a
1: bump, but but what kind of bump up to 25 points? Oh, okay, so so you you've brought we've brought that up before and and I can't remember, I can't remember who commented this. But someone commented on one of the uh, Spotify episodes a couple weeks ago that, well, you guys are saying that DeSantis is polling low. But as we all know, polls don't really matter because look at 2016. They were saying that, uh, you know, Hillary Hillary would trash Trump. Not by 40 points,
3: not by 40 fucking points.
1: Right right, exactly.
3: It was like a it was like a five percent you know swing in the end, right? When you actually look at what what it occurred in 2016, it wasn't like a wild, insane, gigantic swing like 40 points. If you fucking can pull back from 40 point deficit in Republican led polls, because these are Republican primary polls, you gotta remember, they're pulling Republicans. And, and independent voters who have been voted Republican in the past. That's where the polls are coming from. And is it any surprise then that Trump is like trouncing everybody in those polls? Now, I could be wrong and DeSantis gets a bump from announcing, but I'm just not convinced that his bump from announcing is going to be 40 points.
1: Yeah, he... I, I can tell this. He's definitely going to get a bump now that he's actually in the race and it's not theoretical.
3: Yeah, but, yeah for sure. For sure. Like, yeah, I, I'm he, never, never going to take that away from him because a lot of people are like, oh, I didn't know he was running or whatever. Like, that'll happen. But he, I'm just saying I, I, maybe maybe 5 to 10 points, not 40, surely.
1: He's going to get a bump for sure, but it's not going to be – To get a forty-point bump, bump, to get a forty-point bump,
3: he's gonna have to do a lot, and it's gonna take a while, right? He's gonna have to impress a lot of Trump diehards that he's the better option than Trump. I I don't see it happening. The Trump diehards have feel like they have something to prove too. Right.
2: Like I said, we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I I think this is going to really stick it to the sort of Mike Cernovich and culture type people it is like i'm trying to think of a way to quantify like what i feel and know to be the truth you know with with those people it's kind of hard to define them they're like um they want to be
3: they want to be above trump as intellectuals right yeah they want to be like we're beyond trump like we know the plan now we don't need him but like there's a Trump has a thing man he has a charm he has an, the, the people that vote for Trump are emotionally invested in him It's more than like it's more than just I like his policies they like his policies that's what got them started but it's it's deeper than that It's uh I, I if he thinks he's going to take a portion of them away that would be very difficult in my honest true opinion Like, I'm thinking, how does how does DeSantis pull this back and pull out a W from a 40 point deficit? I'm not just harping on the 40 point deficit to fuck with him. So the person talking about the polling. Yeah, I I understand that point. Like, I don't trust the poll place as much myself. Right. Um, But but the point that's important to remember is like there's something there. 40 point deficit among Republican likely voters. Right. That's and that's a big deficit. Well, he's a, he's a he's a governor. He's not a, a national figure yet. Not really.
1: Well, again, well, and like, honestly, the other thing is, I don't see him. Um. I don't see him gaining uh, any. Demographics. That Trump wouldn't be able to gain him, him. like. Like the people who the, the people who dislike Trump are not going to vote DeSantis because they see him as the
3: left already calls him a Nazi, so that's like out of the like anybody that's Republican right. it, it, to them is far right and just it's there's not even a conversation about whether you can vote for them or not. They're just evil. Right. So, you know, you got that happening on the one side. So it's not like he's going to pull leftist voters maybe some center left people that are fed up with Biden is what they're hoping for. That's not something you should stake a campaign on. So one, you got to alienate the Trump base, right? If he, if he were to beat Trump, let's, let's uh, do that hypothetical. So he beats Trump in a primary, you know, he calls Trump a bad man and everybody says, yeah, orange man's bad. And they go for him. The Trump voters are diehards. Just like I said, So he's probably not going to pick up the majority of them, if anything, because he came in and played spoiler after they all feel that they were robbed in the last election and that this was, like, rightfully their moment. He comes in and steals it. They're not going to vote for him, at least a substantial portion of them. I don't know if it's the majority. I don't know. It's enough of them that he's going to not have the base, basically. Yeah. And so by that alone, he can't win. I... Listen, he can't, he can't win the general by beating Trump. It's impossible. So what does he run in? And, and he knows that he has expensive accountant motherfuckers that sat down and did the math and told him how much this is going to cost and what the chances are of him winning are. And they probably told him exactly what I just fucking told him. They ran the numbers and they said, it's almost impossible for you to win the primary. But if you do, it's impossible for you to win the general. And he's still running. Well, he's running for he's running for a book deal. He's running, he's running on the hopes that Trump gets convicted of something.
2: The strategy, um, Max, that I think he would try to go for is to go for this like centrist, uh, Joe Rogan fan type people. Yeah. Um, I just, that's that to me, that just seems irrelevant in the Republican primary.
3: Right. That's not Republican voters. Right.
1: Well, that's and look, general
3: voters. But like, again, if he loses that Trump base, he doesn't even need to worry about the general voters. Cause he's just not going to win in a general. Yeah. The, well, tr- the Trump base is the Republican party. And this is why it's like amazing to me that people think he's not going to just steamroll
1: anybody, including DeSantis. Well, and, and what, and listen, I mean, truly really brought up the, the centrist Joe Rogan, uh types i mean and that's kind of i mean it seems it does he
3: he he does seem to be narrowed down the right demographic there that does seem to be what it's going for but filled it into one simple thing joe rogan listener and he's right
1: well what's interesting about that though is
3: damn you for being right smugly
2: well yeah, I well, mean did... he's talking about COVID. Oh, I'm going to go on with Elon and we're going to do this cool thing. You know, uh, that's what I would tell him if I was a campaign manager, be like, "Look, dude, you're going to fucking alienate the base. You need to speak to the people who are like upset about COVID and fucking uh think Twitter's good but aren't like hardcore Republicans." Well, no, but what but what's funny
1: but what's funny about that? You guys, in before in before he goes on
3: Tim Pool show.
1: What what's funny about that though is that like Trump space, yeah, it is like how can I put this? Um, a a lot of
2: stupid hillbillies and you hate them.
1: That's not where I was going at all. What I was what where I was going was Trump. Was the guy who picked up a lot of centrist in yes 2016? Well, because um, his,
3: because his actual policy, until the timeline became distorted by all this corruption of chaos that right. we're seeing, uh, was very centrist. Actually, I, his his policy platform could have been used by either Bob Dole or Bill Clinton in
1: 1996. Look, well, yeah, look, I remember. I remember what I remember being being in college um, and talking to uh, a lot of my peers who were who weren't who were normies, and they they all and granted these were all a lot of these were guys. They were like, you know, I don't really pay attention to politics. I don't really like the Republican Party, and I don't really like the Democrat Party either, Mm -hmm. but. But I, but I, but I do, but I am interested in in Trump because, yeah, he's an, he is an asshole, but he's a businessman. And so he, he, uh, you know, he understands that that, and he understands like current popular culture, unlike all the other politicians out there. And, you know, so like Trump's base is the Joe Rogan, you know, listener. That's what, people, that's what people don't get is that, like, is a lot of, like, the Joe Rogan people who are sick of, like.
3: That's not a base, though. That's not his base. No. no that's, it, a pi- it,
1: that's a pickup group,
3: which, it's a, it, well, which nobody accounted for. And that's kind of what I'm getting at. Well, it's Trump pick- Trump appeals to the silent majority, which right yeah. now is the millennial generation you see all of this advertising, like you literally see the DNC bought zoomer influencers to fucking shill. Right. Literally that kind of shit. And, and the, the TV advertising is exclusively aimed at boomers, but the largest voting demographic for 2024 for the first time since I believe 1964 specifically, but it might've been 1968 is not boomers for the first time ever. The majority voting demographic is millennials. And, and And millennials, for people that aren't as familiar, are right now in their 30s and they're you know just about to turn forty and have kids. They're the working class. And uh, they are gonna swing this election more than it seems people think because it, it, in in the issues that they're talking about is stuff I talk about here all the time, health insurance stuff, uh, the, the cost of food. Uh, what what they're doing at people's schools like how how hard they're pushing crazy ideologies yeah. trans I'll tell you tell you one that's popular among millennial married women, mostly with children right uh transgenders in in the women's bathroom and it bothers them because they don't yeah. want to take their kids in there. It bothers them because anybody could just say I'm transgender and so that's how the pedo ends up in the women's room and and they're they're not sorry. For feeling like creeped out by that Either and they get called a Turf and they get called hateful and this is the first Time most of them have experienced it I'm now I'm now like talking to like m- You know middle Aged uh, you know white women uh, Of millennial generation about This kind of stuff and like how it got to This point because they're like I've Always supported gay people I have friends that are married gay And blah 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 they, they it's it's Never even the culture yeah. war just Hasn't touched them properly and they're yeah. like, I don't want my kids going into this place where there's potentially perverts. And that's oh, a reasonable yeah. request to them. They don't think of that as being hateful. They are not, they're not even thinking about the fucking actual trannies when they say it. They're thinking about people taking advantage of it. People manipulating the system to their own advantage. Which, you know, again, I, I've said before, like... That would be a fun way to use a cleaner restroom. So you could manipulate it just for that purpose, but it still makes those women uncomfortable. This is shit they're talking about to each other.
1: Yeah. Well, no. And and I mean, I, and they're not canceling. They're not canceling
3: fucking JK Rowling because they hear about that. And they're like, well, that's bullshit. I agree about the bathroom thing. And I grew up with Harry Potter. For better or worse, how annoying Harry Potter women can fucking be. They all grew up on it, and they fucking love the shit, and they're not throwing it away. They're not going to burn it, and they're going to buy the new fucking game. And these people never experienced that before. No, you can't take their fucking Harry Potter away, bitch. It's not going to
1: work. Well, and listen, I am actually glad because I see that as a potential – like I know – I know mo- I know millennials slash zillennials like myself who didn't pay attention to this shit, but I-, I have to tell you that the 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 transgender thing with kids specifically was a red pill moment for a lot of for a lot of zillennials that I know who thought I would who originally thought that I was crazy 5 years ago on the whole transgender issue. Well,
2: Which... and,
3: and we and we, I say this every time we beat the Bud Light thing to death but it's still working. <laughs> right? It's still there's still like now it's just cringe. I had an experience I've been playing a uh, classic World of Warcraft hardcore mode and somebody in my guild was like on a Friday night or whatever. Oh, is everybody, you know, is everybody drinking? What you drinking? And somebody said Bud Light. And the immediate response in this guild chat was from somebody else like, hey, man, we don't want to talk about politics in here. Like, all he said was Bud uh. Light. He said, I'm drinking Bud Light. And it was like, nah, fuck you. We're not even going to have that conversation, bitch. And that's, that's how it's treated now. It's not even like... It's not even like oh people all agree and that they hate this Dylan Mulvaney person or whatever. It's literally like I don't even want to get involved with that. I'm going to drink something else. Well
1: th- well that's the same thing with uh, with like Target too is yeah. You know, like like uh do you shop at Target? Hey man, can we not can we not bring up target at all plays i'm trying to enjoy myself
3: yeah oh oh oh, shit i got caught walking out of fucking target now i'm cringe you know (laughs) like that's that's how when i say culture is organic that's exactly it yeah it is or, or disney fucking up all these movies right and 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 then people canceling disney plus right we didn't have to tell anybody and that's the thing uh, I've run up into people That have said you know and Tim Pool's one of them he perpetuates this idea Oh we gotta create a counterculture No 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 because then you end up Cringe exactly like DeSantis like uh, hello fellow Conservatives have you heard my conservative Themed music no just make Art if you're talented Just make art you, you, you Don't fucking slap people in the face With politics and people will buy that shit Right now yeah. more than ever
1: That, that, that's why, that's why the term, that's why the terminal list, um, both the novels and the book and the show on Amazon prime are so damn successful right now. I've been a fan of Jack Carr and the terminal list since before it was a show, but that is also how you do a show. Like you don't, it didn't. I mean Jack Hart in the way he writes is definitely based, but it's not in your face, like I'm you know, like I'm I'm a
3: when they say when they say everything is politics on the left, they're not wrong. It's just not everything has to slap you in the face, but they don't know how to do it any other way. A lot of the people get turned off by a lot of the woke shit in the media because it gets dumber and dumber and more aimed at literal kindergarten mindset. And even the kids are too smart for most of it. And that's why yeah. I, I, gen alpha a thing too. So the millennials, I talk about being a silent majority and our children, you know, our gen alpha. Right. And they are raised by us. who is like, don't label people, you know, uh, don't, don't get labeled yourself. That's stupid you know, uh, like a different mindset than these zoomers, you know, obviously there's left-wing millennials that do that shit too, but it's a zoomer more mindset to control your pronouns and talk about all this other stuff. And our kids, our kids aren't actually being raised with as much of it as you might think because of us,
1: because parents standing up. Well, okay. That, that was going to be the question. That was going to be the question that I asked because see, like, I don't, I don't have kids, but I, I do have. It's like... real. It's real easy. If you put your
3: kids into public school, I did. Uh, you know, it's fucking it's cheap and it's normal. And as long as the school's normal, that's fine. And I am involved with the school. That's how you that's how you fix that problem. Me and my wife are involved with the school like heavily. There's there's an event tomorrow where the kids are, are uh, doing a, a race to raise money. Yeah, and we're actually going to go over there and volunteer like we did last year. And yeah, I know the woke shit's not at a school, at least not to a degree that's like offensive to me. And I know it because I'm there firsthand all the time. And I talk to the teachers. We we email his teacher back and forth every single day. Um,
1: that That's good. See, we know what it, it, he's doing.
3: We know what's being talked about. And that's how you have to be. And, and unfortunately, a lot of parents can't because they're working their asses off. I. Have the luxury of that I work from home, so it's possible to be more involved than than other people. Yeah. and um, if you can't be involved, private schools are a much better option. But again, uh, Trump does have school choice as a policy, which is my my preferred thing. Uh, I think across all demographics, I think it's a preferred thing to have. You just get to pick whichever school you send your kid to. It doesn't matter if it's private or public. You just send your kid to the school you want them to go to. You get a voucher for it.
1: I I mean, I will say that that, 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 is, that is one of the things that, like, DeSantis brought up that was, like. He
3: brought up. He brought it up. But, all right, Sarah Huckabee over there in Arkansas did it. So talk about yeah. it. Let talk about it more. You're a governor. He, he could totally. He has a, a friendly legislature, and he's a governor. If he cared about school choice, he'd have passed it. He's no. He's over there signing hate speech bills in Jerusalem because he actually doesn't give a fuck about Floridians. If you want my opinion,
1: right? He, which which except that...
3: except he thinks it's a voting demographic he could win in a general because he's a Florida man.
1: The. The well, the Jerusalem thing, like why he went over there to sign that in Jerusalem was weird. Strictly based, strictly based on like I made a joke that if he wanted to do that, all he needed, all he needed to do was go, uh, you know, down to Miami Dade or something. Yeah, Miami Dade, where, where there, where there are lots of you know Jews. Like in in Florida, that that's the thing is right. Like... But
3: those Jews, those Jews are less concerned about BDS than even he is, because that's BDS. It, it's again, it leads to this, like Shmuley said, the policy thing. That they, BDS is not something normal people even know what it is. I usually would have to explain that to them; they don't know. Like normal, not, normal people don't talk about BDS and so why there would be an anti-BDS bill and what does the anti-BDS bill do and why would he sign it in fucking Jerusalem? People don't know about any of that shit.
1: I'm not, I'm not even sure what – really what that is.
3: BDS means boycott, divest, sanction. It's a movement that suggests that we should spend no money in Israel and you shouldn't buy Israeli products and we shouldn't do business with them, mostly because they – uh, there's there's several reasons why people would be BDS. Some of them is just they're anti-Semites. Some of them are like pro-Palestinian groups or whatever. Some of them are like human rights groups. Regardless, they're, they're saying that it is in and of itself anti-Semitic. And not only that, but the law says that if you post BDS literature in public or hateful literature in public, that that's a crime. So... When I say uh, it doesn't help Floridians, you could unwittingly now commit a crime by posting a meme because the ADL says it's anti-Semitic or whatever, which it would include like the Pepe frog. Yeah,
1: that, yeah, that is. It, it would it would be hilarious if it. it I mean, it, it wouldn't. But be my question funny is, there. what does that do for Florida? Well, it doesn't do anything for. Like, it's what a, like it's a, what, uh, what does
3: it do for the fa- family of four in Florida that's uh, going to the grocery store and having to make fucking cuts every month? Nothing. Nothing. You know what? What of right. one of them fucking thousands of jobs from Disney that's going, them high paying jobs that they're getting rid of? I, yeah. It, it's, it's like I say, he turned on a switch. He went from, I'm the Florida governor. Now I'm going to be a national guy. Fuck Florida. Yeah. Which is why. My favorite. Uh, we have all these witty nicknames for DeSantis, you know, Ryan O'Ron and Raytheon Ron and all that.
1: Uh, is to sell out. Oh, oh, I, I, I like that one. This to sell, out. yeah, because because that is that's how all of my neighbors feel now yeah. that voted for him.
3: Yeah, he threw you um, guys under the bus. Now he's gonna try and take on, and then what's he gonna do when when Don beats him? When he gets trumped by Whoa. Trump, he's going to come back crawling with his tail between his legs and be like, oh, I'll get him next time, guys. Oh. Uh, like, the fact that you're going against Trump in such an obvious ploy to, like, take him down, essentially,
1: it paints you forever in
3: that well, light
1: to sell out. Well, Matt, well, I'm so – so here's the reason why I'm mad at DeSantis because, I mean – because essentially DeSantis ruined my roadmap for him to become president, which is let Trump run in 2024, let him let him win, observe him, learn from him. And then in 2028, when the left gets more deranged and they, you know, send in some like some like AOC uh then run 28 and be trump 2.0
3: yeah i mean i was with you like like what he should have really done is focus on florida focus on jobs in florida focus on the economy in florida uh get it slamming for the next couple years even if we have other financial problems be the state that runs against the trend yeah and that sets you up easily but he immediately f- flipped to "I'm going to do national politics." So I'm going to do uh, I'm going to fight with Disney. It really doesn't benefit the the, the taken woke Disney's uh, tax status doesn't benefit any Floridians at all. It no. does. It doesn't, right? Because no. It... If 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 they still had that tax exempt status, it would have been the same as it was. Well. Uh... For the entire time you'd been living there prior, he took their tax status, and now those jobs are actually going to start leaving.
1: Well, and see, and see, he, uh, it, it's interesting that you bring up the Disney thing because here's the thing: him taking away Disney's tax status, the thing that that is really hurting. I will tell you this: so, you know, granted, Disney does get a lot of money during you know, the tour season and all of that, or they did, mm-hmm. but, you know, the, the, locals, uh, would, you know, traditionally get like a discounted, uh, you know, rate right for being in, you know, for being in the state, right? It wasn't, it wasn't that much of a discount. It's still really expensive to go, but my point being is, Like, Floridians weren't going to Disney before because of this woke shit, and DeSantis fighting them isn't going to cause Floridians to go to Disney or really any other theme park.
3: But what about, if, like, like, what if you're the fucking guy that works at Disney as an engineer whose job just got sold out, but you voted for DeSantis because just because you work at a company like Disney doesn't mean you're leftist. This is what people got right, right, right. Like the Tim pools of the world seem to forget this is that not everybody that works at at fucking um, you name the company CNN agrees with their politics. Like sometimes, especially in the entertainment, because I know this from music industry people, a lot of music industry people just blend in their politics to whoever's around because they don't want to actually talk about it because it's a fucking thing that's going to prevent you from working with different people. And that's just dumb and you can get canceled in the public eye. So a lot of music industry people just won't talk politics ever. I imagine right. it's, it's, it's similar there. So like, you're probably got like this. Um, and, and what I mean by that is like engineers and tech guys and key grips and fucking backstage guys. And the guy that sets up the lighting rig and, and all them like that might be a guy that's a working class guy that votes to And now you just send his job to California. Yep. You know, and for what gain that this is what I th- because if they if they move their facilities to California and and then basically run the uh, the park is like a, a skeleton crew, which is their plan now to completely abandon Florida, then those jobs ain't coming back and then they're they're still gonna be woke because they're gonna be in California yeah what yeah. what what could actually turn it around is if people stop fucking subscribing to Disney plus which they've been doing in droves.
1: Yeah, I haven't haven't been subscribed to Disney Plus in, you know, like, probably three years. Well, it's the last
3: year they've lost, I think, $5 billion worth of subscription money. So, yeah, even people that put up with their bullshit. Because, again, we're not talking people like you or I. I'm not that politically engaged. It's like Schmooley said, you don't watch the news. I really don't pay attention to as much as a lot of people Um, But I am plugged in enough to know what's going on. Uh, A lot of people aren't, you know, they get very vague descriptions of things. And uh, at the end, they're going to be like, okay, but like Disney's still woke and we lost all those jobs. Like what's, what's up with that? Or again, the average Floridian, I guarantee you, is, is lamenting the price at the grocery store and the gas pump more than anything. Am I wrong? The, well, the, yep. av- yeah,
1: the average the- American is so. Uh, well, and th- well, and this is the other thing too: is like a lot of people think that because Desantis is has been doing like a lot of normies get the, that like live outside of Florida think that like Florida is somehow unique from the rest of, of the country. And in a lot of ways, we are, but in a lot of ways, we still have the same problems as the yep. rest of the country. Infl- inflation is still a problem here because well, it's a problem in the entire Massachusetts. Entire is country. similar in
3: that, right? Because we're one of the highest income per capita states there is. Um, we deal with recessions a little better than other places. Uh, I find, historically, although the the downside is you taxed through the nose. Um, but but it's, yeah, that happens. There's different economies that are a little bit recession proof, but when you get this much inflation, the average like working class Floridian is having to make cutbacks. I guarantee, at the very minimum. Oh yeah. Massive, massive cutbacks. We can't get that brand anymore. We got to get the generic brand. We can't, you know, they're not worried about woke. They're worried about putting food on the fucking table. Uh, woke is, woke is secondary to that for most people.
1: Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, I, I mean, I'm worried because like, you know, I, I do, I do freelance for a living, but I've always been looking for jobs and, you know, I'm, I'm worried because all of the jobs I mean I just got my college degree last year and a lot of a lot of the jobs that I have and looking at are starting to move to uh you know other states or are looking to outsource to you know other countries and whatnot. Uh you know, which is you know, which that's a thing. It's not uh it's not jobs are
3: just coming by the droves all the time and Florida's this slamming economy where the rest of the country isn't. Right. It's it's you know, it comes in first of all, it comes in waves when you get a good like employment wave like that. You know, it all happens at once and a bunch of people get jobs, and then there's a while where the same people will be
1: struggling, man. There's always somebody struggling. I I yeah, and this is then this is what's so ironic about. DeSantis, you know, essentially running against uh, Trump is uh, right. DeSantis, DeSantis, when he when he was on when he was on fire as governor and everyone loved him as kind of like the model governor, uh, you know, of America, who was in office uh, as president then, Donald Trump. Granted, DeSantis still has led, well, well, Biden's been president, but like but like we're all saying, Florida is not immune from the problems of the Biden administration. Not well,
3: in- and what I'm saying is he's been more focused on fighting the woke or whatever and getting like photo ops than he has been of what the average person uh, pays for a public sub right and, and it's gone up quite a bit i know uh, like I've, i look i've been to florida i know how it is and uh yeah. I, obviously i got you guys down there you know this, this shit is a fucking joke to the average person you know they're they're pull- they might be pulling in more money than they've ever pulled in too that's the fun thing <sighs> they got they got a better paying job than they've ever gotten in their life but they've never been poor that's biden's yeah. america in a nutshell and it look if you know, who, who do I trust to turn that around? Well, the guy that was in charge of the whole thing when I was making more money than ever, it was richer than ever, which was just a couple years ago, you know? Yeah.
1: Like it, like it sucks because I'm trying to start, you know, a, a business, right. Doing like freelance marketing or something. I'm something I'm really good at. And I have had some clients um, but a, a lot of people are like, you know, man, I just can't afford, you know, and I do like real reasonable rates, but even so people are like, man, I just can't afford to, you know, even like hire a freelance contractor right now because I'm right.
3: this shit bleeds down this tax yeah. the rich mentality. Is, is exactly what this is, is, uh, when the corporations and the big businesses feel threatened and that they're going to ta- get taxed into shit. You know, that gets tossed all the way down the heap to the freelancers and the day laborers and everybody else, too. Right. Uh, So, like, this tax to wealthy thing, I mean, that's just a tax on the middle class. Yeah. And they all fucking, they all know it
1: because they feel it. Well, yeah. And the whole, the the tax to wealthy thing, and I I think this may be another way of of me saying what you're trying to say. The whole tax to wealthy thing is kind of a, a misnomer, right? Because it's not like I'm doing freelance work for Disney or Coca-Cola or some, you know, big corporation. They have they have their own marketing uh, department. They have you know they have what they can base the companies that uh, can throw money at things. They don't need me. the the company, The companies that do need my my services. Are local businesses who, yeah, they might they might make a lot of money, but because of the uh, current financial situation, they're having even they're having to pinch pennies. Well, uh,
3: because inflation increases the fucking inventory cost of your stock, yeah. right? For one, so the price of all your goods and services, like this, is what you're gonna have to do. You're either gonna have to take cut your profits, and that's a no go. Right. You can't take a cut to your profits or you're going to have to raise the average price of your fucking goods or services across the board to match inflation so that you can continue paying people at the same similar rate. But but the similar rate isn't worth as much for them when they go to the grocery store. Um, Yeah, it's just this downward fucking spiral. And the only people that get hit by it is the fucking middle and working class. You know, the upper middle class is fine with it. The poor, uh, the, you know, they live off of, of welfare already. They usually just get increases. So it's actually not that big of a deal to them. But it's actually inflation is outpacing the increases that they get at this point, too. A lot of poor people yeah. are having to be a little more careful with their, their uh, food stamps and things. And... Um, Again, it, it trickles down, and the people that get hurt by these decisions is just the bottom of the economic barrel. And, it, and if you're anywhere near the bottom, it hurts you. If you're at the yeah. top of it, it's, it, you can weather the storm. What do they do? They just hire less people, right? Oh, I'm going to get taxed more. Inflation is making the costs of doing business go up. I have to raise prices on everything,
1: and also I can't be hiring people. Well, and I mean, I hate to say this, but like the very top of the, the very top of the food chain, right, are the ones pushing this whole woke bullshit because they can, they can afford to because they don't have to deal with the average problems of uh, us average peons out here.
3: Yeah, I mean, I live around people of all races and that shit just doesn't come up. Right. Because right. we're all in the same boat of like trying to uh trying to stretch that extra ten dollars at the grocery store. And and it turns out you kind of can't or uh we're all going again, like I say, going to school events, you know, and, and what does everybody there want? They want like a positive, upbeat school, you know, sporting event where everybody's like cheering for each other. Right. They don't no, nobody wants politics preached.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it's it's very funny when uh, when like uh, the the president of uh of one of the universities here in Florida was talking about uh, DEI and that whole thing, <laughs> while simultaneously like driving an ass to Mar- Martin. Yeah, uh, yeah, to, of course. To and from war. It's like... It's well,
3: people, like people talk a lot about the, the middle-class white women, right, that push a lot of this shit. But I, I want to point to the... the, the it's it's upper-middle-class white women, right? The middle-middle-class white women are, are who I was talking about before. They're the ones concerned about trannies in the bathrooms. They're the ones concerned about uh, pushing you know drag queens on their kids. They're the ones concerned about uh, again putting food on the table and uh they're not going to be sold by whatever joe biden's selling and it's going to be harder to sell not trump because if you're the same if you're selling them the same thing you know what i'm saying yeah Ron, ron desantis is selling to them specifically he's selling them the same thing Except he seems kind of high, high on on the war. His only problem about the military, as far as I could tell, was that there's too much wokeness in it. But like, he didn't he didn't mention that we are on the brink of multiple wars because that's kind of important.
1: Yeah, no, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. The woke shit in the military definitely is a problem, but it's not the problem.
3: Right. Well. You know, you'd figure in talking for an hour, he might get to the point of like, what is he going to do about Ukraine? Because like Trump actually has a policy about that. You know, the first thing he's going to do is try and get uh, Vlad and what's his face to talk. And you know what? If anybody can do it, it's the guy that uh, was the first president to go to North Korea, for fuck's sake. Well,
2: Ron news fast has uh, been thoroughly beaten, I think, tonight. True. He's... and he's not even bad enough to be high
3: energy about beating him down. It's kind of those like, oh, really, Ron? You really? Well, you poor, poor, misguided thing.
1: Well, that, well, that's the thing. It's, it's just he's he's a, he's a snooze fest.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah, and that's hard because Trump is not. If if nothing else, he's a showman.
1: Well. And I would also say that DeSantis was DeSantis wasn't always a snooze fest either. So like he just, you know, people people talk about Trump losing his mojo. No, Ron, you're the one who lost your mojo.
3: It feels like Ron is running for a multi million dollar book deal.
1: Yeah, but who reads China? Uh,
3: China buys four million copies, and then uh, you get four million uh, copies worth of uh, money. I mean, that's what all these politicians yeah. do. Yeah, like it's it's not a donation because I just bought four million copies of their book. You see, they uh, that's common. That's yeah. You or I see that as
1: dirty pool, but that happens all the time in D.C. <laughs> no, of course it does. I, uh, in in the bookcase behind me, I I actually do have, like, George W. Bush's, like, book that he wrote after he was president. I still haven't read it, but, um, but, yeah.
3: Yeah, nobody reads them, and then what ends up happening? You see them at, like, bargain bins, you know?
1: Um. I, I got, I got, like, an... I got an autographed uh, copy of Carl Rove's autobiography for my like seventeenth birthday. S- still, I I did start to read it, but I never I never finished it. So, um, hmm. that's okay. Carl Rove started to write it, and then somebody else
3: finished it, so it's fine.
1: Yeah, interesting. Interestingly enough, the one thing I will say is he claims that he first got interested in like conservative politics because of Barry Goldwater. And I'm like, well, you're, well, you are like far from Barry. Goldwater. A lot of, the, a
3: lot of the neocons will cite him. It's weird, but I don't know. He was, he was the exciting Ron Paul like guy of their age. That's what it was.
1: Yeah. Well, like you said, a lot of the, a lot of the neocons you know, cite Barry Goldwater, but the thing of it is, is Barry Goldwater would fucking hate all of that.
3: Right, but I, but I think that's what it is. He was the Ron Paul of that era. He was the exciting conservative guy, and so he did leave a mark on. Them. I don't doubt that. Like they all have, at the very least, in Karl Rove's case, you could argue the marketing of Barry Goldwater affected him deeply, because he used that same kind of guerrilla marketing tactic for Bush multiple times yeah regardless yeah i mean neocons cite him and that's why it's kind of not worth citing him as much uh, <laughs> because it's i mean to death.
2: if i, if I had to cite somebody it would be uh murray rothbard right yeah like, that would be funny in the same reason you know same reasoning why that would be a bit funny i
1: i i did i did read conscience of a conservative and it it is it's an interesting read for sure well, have um, you
2: read "Man, Economy, and State," Sam? That's,
1: that's a good one. Can't lie. No, not yet.
2: It's on okay. my list. It's not on my yet. list. There you go. No, it's a uh, good Act- Actually, uh, one of the. Let me. I'm trying to remember what the name of. Oh, "Nations by Consent" is uh the what would it be article series of papers it's not in a book but it's it's published uh, that got me into nationalism it got me thinking about it hmm. because he, he was talking about particularly from like an austro-libertarian sort of um anarchist-like view right did he have to support immigration And he reasoned that the Russification of the satellite states, So during the Soviet Union, they would send Russian people into, uh, you know, uh, all of their satellite states,
3: like like literally the Ukraine in the fallout
2: we're dealing with now. You know? Yeah. Yeah. In order to make them basically puppets. And so he was saying, like, you know, if if open borders is the only libertarian policy Do we support that? Right. And so what he came to the conclusion of spoiler alert was that no um, immigration is a state policy. Right. Right. Immigration or the lack thereof is like the the idea itself is a state policy. Which which sort of broke me at broke me out of that view, but also from that, you know, you sort of you sort of start thinking about it in those terms, right? Mm. And that, that inherently leads itself to, well, why do we have open borders today? Right? What what benefit
3: does it serve to the average dude? Is is the question that I ask. And and as an average dude, it's not served me particularly well, as I talked about last time. I've lost jobs over immigration.
2: Yeah, well, it seems to serve black. It yeah. seems to serve our ruling class
3: which outsourcing served them very well as well that's why all our shit's made in china and they just all third party uh man in the middle fucking make profit off of it they've essentially drop yeah. shipping
2: <laughs> yeah yeah a- a- and to be fair i mean the ruling class does it for their own you know sort of twisted benefit but th- there's lots of small special interest groups as far as um business you know particular industries and stuff that benefit mm-hmm. from it and push for its continuization
3: but average blue collar guy doesn't benefit is my point
2: uh yeah often, yeah
3: oftentimes if he maintains his job let's say construction right he's now competing at a way higher wage than the guys that you can pick up at home depot and pay him like a 100 bucks and lunch and they'll do the work and a construction guy that's been there for
2: 40 years, he can't compete with that. Uh, and that, you know, there ain't nothing he can do about it. My favorite thing is that, like, when these sort of out of touch, like, leftist politicians want to, like, appeal to this sort of, like, woke ideology, but they don't know how to. Like, um, do you remember Nancy Pelosi talking to those, like, Hispanic children and being extremely creepy about their skin? Yeah, yes.
3: yeah. Or or when she yes. was wearing the full uh the full African garb and taking fucking
2: Kinta cloth or whatever. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty <laughs> cringe. Yeah. I mean you, you see this with Joe Biden too, right? He's like by twenty fifty uh people that look like me will be a minority and this is good like just the most like creepy weirdo shit you can imagine someone saying you
1: know well well the thing it is is like when 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 biden when biden says something like uh hey hey man transgender rights are human rights and he'll my immediate thing is does joe biden specifically even know what a transgender person <laughs> even is like probably because- probably not yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, like, probably fucking not. <laughs> like, like here, like here's my I've... like here's my thing is uh could DeSantis be Biden? Yes, but that's only because Biden is basically a dementia pay. Hey, shit. But that that's the other thing about
3: the polling is straight up he's only within 5 points of Biden. So well, it's, so if, if your take is like oh he's more likely to beat Biden Trump is also within 5 points.
1: Well yeah, polling. well here's well here's the thing. They will when I say they I mean the left they will still try and steal the election uh for Biden even if Trump isn't the nut like then steal it why wouldn't they right that that's that's the whole thing like I no, I I had a whole you
2: could, you could take the Ron DeSantis opinion of what he should do in that situation which is to to go home like George Washington
3: yeah <laughs> throw your hands up and say oh, I guess we lost guys
2: because that's what he says Trump should have done. <laughs> I mean, specifically the George Washington thing. It, it was very weird. Uh, I, I can try to pull up the exact quote, but yeah, yeah it, was, no. it was to that effect.
1: Yeah, no, I, 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 actually did hear that uh, during Desantis's like Pierce Morgan interview, and that that one's weird because a, it's it's not a good comparison at all because George Washington, when when the Brits were, you know, doing foul things, George Washington was a little like fuck this shit. We're starting a fucking war. You know, we're gonna throw the Brits off uh, Yeah, so like so, <laughs> so as far as like peacefully Yeah, accepting well, it defeat, it- Washington is the worst example. I was oh, gonna God. say,
2: I mean, it wasn't even the first time that Washington sort of like flew off the handle and caused a fucking <laughs> international incident as well, right but,
3: right but after he he was president no longer, he went home, huh yeah get get it he's so like DeSantis is so energetic guys we're gonna we're gonna do it,
1: yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, it's just
2: Ron the snooze fest. Uh, flips his collar up.
1: Well, here, well, here's all I can say. About, uh, so Wednesday, you know, today was Wednesday. It was kind of a snooze fest in general because uh, the play because Sony had their big keynote for uh, PlayStation and. It was a snooze fest, I guess. Other than Spider-Man 2, like that—that that was the highlight. I'm not gonna of... lie.
3: I marked out for uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 remake, um, because Konami can't make a new good Metal Gear because they don't have that guy. So uh, the, the best they could ever do is just just uh, touch up the best one. Uh, it's probably gonna be trash, but that's fine. I by, by the point it comes out on PC, I'll know that it's trash anyway.
1: I can hear Akaba screaming from his cave, I bet. I bet just well, wail, just wailing, not even like crying, like <laughs> screaming, sobbing, wailing. About uh,
3: no, no, that one dude, what was his name, Yoshitatsu? the the metal gear guy
1: yeah yeah (laughs) now he's wailing did um spider-man the for insomniac spider-man needs to come out on pc i i I bet it will i i beg you insomniac because max needs if you don't send a copy to anyone else send one to max because he's probably i'll
3: buy it when they realize that sale prices on the pc matter and that they have to get below a certain threshold they'll figure it out they're new to the pc market uh the other thing is it takes years for them to put out a port but that's fine i I don't buy things at launch anyway i'm a pc guy yeah (laughs) Like, I, I mentioned the Hideo Kojima thing. I actually just got his game Death Stranding in like a humble bundle last month. And I started to play it on the Steam Deck. It runs great, but uh, that game is fucking weird. And uh, Japanese people are weird. And I'll, yeah. I'll leave it at that. There's a baby that you eat. I'm not really, I, I don't understand the game. So I yeah. quit. I quit when it got too weird, and when it I, got too weird was when I ate a baby.
1: <laughs> yeah i I never finished playing Al, i I never finished playing Alan Wake because although i Although I like Remedy and the Max Payne games, Alan Wake was a bit too uh, Twin Peaks.
3: That's what well, makes Alan Wake great, though. I'm I'm excited for Alan Wake too. It looks it looks all right.
1: So, so you're saying I should finish Alan Wake then? Yeah, yeah. He's like a he's
3: like a Stephen King author writing the horror story that he's living through. It's so fucking good. Yeah. Uh, actually, though, they're I believe they're making a a
1: remastered version
3: of it. I'd just say play that.
1: No, no, no. They did. That's what I. That's yeah. what I have.
3: Yeah, I would play that because like that story, especially towards the end, it's it's a little bit of a mind fuck. In typical remedy fashion, of course. Also, there's a series of like TV show-ish content related to Alan Wake that's worth watching. It's same, all right.
1: Same with same with Max Payne. Um, if you were, if you remember, mm-hmm. yeah, now,
3: I like I like remedy stuff like that.
1: Uh, I'm I'm still waiting for the now with the Max Payne remakes. I would buy those at lot la- at launch but mainly because i'm just such a max Payne fan
3: yeah i went back and uh i played i couldn't play the first one on steam deck it's a bit too old uh i'm sure they'll they'll fix that in the future though but i played the second one on steam Deck. i played the first one on pc so that i could play the second one on steam deck and not feel because the first max pain is one of the most like pure you know video games of all time it's so good
2: yeah, it, the,
3: the noir writing is just like on point enough and serious enough, and his delivery and the fucking bullet time—it's just a ten out of ten game. You don't get those nowadays. Yeah, but uh, a remake—I, uh, I mean, it, it's not a complicated game. So if they stick to the—the the problem with a lot of modern gaming—and it seems to be a Western game dev thing, because they were shitting all over Elden Ring about this exact thing. Is they want to have like they want to have all the systems and all the UI elements like right in front of your face, and they can't just like Max Payne worked because it was completely minimalist. The UI even disappeared if you didn't need to look at it after a few minutes, right? Or when you're in combat, and all the game was was shooting. If you really think about it, you walked from room to room shooting different shooting galleries of enemies. It yeah. wasn't. It wasn't super over the top. Max Payne 3 nailed it too. And they did it in a modern form. I gotta give Rockstar credit for that. Uh, because you know, Max Payne's obviously not their IP. So yeah. the fact that the Max Payne 3, even though it had like a tropical aesthetic and it was much more um bright and colorful, it still had that soul of Max Payne is serious. The bad things are happening and you're running into a room full of dudes and John wooing the fuck out. It had,
1: yeah, it had, it it had what I like to call, uh, tropical, it had tropical noir, uh, vibes. Um, yeah, I mean, they, that kind of, that kind of was the setup for John Wick stylistically. Um.
3: Right, right, and and that's the point. It's simple, and sometimes simple is the fact. Like Max pain works. What I don't want is an RPG system, right? With like leveling up or, uh, just just give me Max pain with nicer visuals.
1: Yeah, that. Yeah. Hell, don't don't even do that. Just just give me an yeah. Give me an upscale. At this yeah, point. yeah. Well,
3: GOG has been great at doing those, uh, particularly a group called Night Dive Studios makes a lot of old remasters that are basically just, okay, it runs at modern resolutions and modern hardware, and that's it. Uh, I just played Shadow Man, which was a game I loved when I was, like, 13. It's edgy as fuck. And they, they did a full remaster of it. It was fantastic. I played that on the Steam Deck, actually.
1: This uh, this is turning into a great ad read for the Steam Deck. Yeah, I, yeah,
3: I highly recommend one. Uh, uh, you
1: know that that is the other thing is uh, like I was waiting for uh, Sony's handheld, but they released the concept for Sony yeah, handheld. and it's it's
3: only to stream from your PlayStation in your home this that's the crazy part to me because steam deck does that and it also plays games on its own right like i can stream from my xbox out the series x in the living room i can stream that to my steam deck i can stream my computer to it like i could do that or i could just stream games like from the cloud or whatever but like i don't think that's the handheld everybody's looking for from sony people are looking up to follow up to the vita right if anything steam deck is is the next gen of like what the vita was going for
1: yeah 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 no that that's my whole point is i would i was like i was holding off on the steam deck to see like what playstation would do in hopes in the hopes that they would do like a you know a ps vita 2 or something yeah,
3: all, all they'd have to do is make it slightly more powerful than the fucking Nintendo Switch and let you play like old PS3, PS4 games on it. Yeah. Which which by the way, the, the Steam Deck can do. It can play it plays Xbox One games fantastically, actually. Yeah, some of, I the, know. some of the newer stuff struggles a little, but like you can play Cyberpunk on it. So I mean You don't have to be that powerful. There's a new thing, the ROG Ally, which is like a more powerful version of the Steam Deck. Um, But like the point, the battery life sucks because a 1080p handheld is just draining the fuck out of your battery. 1080p, if you if you're not a tech guy, is actually double the resolution of 720p, and then and then 1440 is double that, and then 4K is double that.
1: Yeah so yeah well and and do we do we really need like a 1080p handheld at seven inches
3: seven twenty p actually the steam deck is eight hundred p because it's ultra wide screen seven twenty p but regard it's seven twenty p technically um is perfect because it's a little touch screen it's got the touch pads it it plays all the fucking games and then some some shit that you wouldn't think it plays right and it's 400 bucks. Uh, you know, the base model, which is what I got. You know, you could get the there's a $650 one that's got like a better screen. But the $400, like, that's hard to beat because it plays Switch games. It actually does. Like, you're not supposed to. That's unless you own the games or whatever and dump your own Switch keys and all this stuff. You can definitely emulate it legally, but most people don't. But it runs Switch games better than the fucking Switch. Nintendo probably should Uh, make a new thing. (laughs) Yeah. Instead, they try and censor all the YouTube channels that show you running Switch games on the Steam Deck.
1: Yeah, well, uh, you know... uh, when it comes to YouTube censorship, we can certainly relate to uh, to that. So How can we relate to that? Our show, this show,
0: yeah, it
2: got completely banned. Yeah, this show. Yep. You know, you've been recording these. <laughs> you son of a bitch.
1: Yeah. Yes, Smug. Yes, Smugly. And the audience loves you.
2: Oh, no. Well, oh, there's that one guy that doesn't.
0: <laughs>
2: no. Um, I mean, speaking of chat, do we have anybody in chat? We, uh,
1: you know, we actually. We have. Uh, Mega News Network sent a super chat in. Uh, we, ha- we do have we do have Mega News Network. Uh, who what
2: say?
1: who referring way back to our uh, comment about Floridians was like talking about the quote unquote Jew which yes we were um then he said racist much um. Emojis at time, and then Roger Parks uh, said, "Ron is getting paid to attack Trump. That's all that. That's all that Soros is willing to pay for." Uh, I'm not. Look, I'm not. I'm not sure that Soros is behind uh, DeSantis or that he is the one
3: there and... are certainly people encouraging him and we could speculate about who that is um i'm sure they're donating.
1: <laughs> oh sorry
3: but uh otherwise yeah it's it's a bad idea like he just sacrificed again i think he sacrificed a potentially bright political future for this but more power yeah. to you fam well, that's I, what you want to do if you want to be Trump's uh, Trump's huckleberry. I don't think that's a good idea, but you do
1: you well. As you said a while ago, Max, like if if DeSantis runs and Trump runs, then let them fight, and yep. that's where we're at. That is where we're at now. And I say that because I'm confident that
3: my guy's gonna win, I just feel sorry that the other guy wants it's like um. Uh, you 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 like combat sports to some degree, right? You
0: yeah, know when yeah. you see
3: a jobber and he's just, you know, he's a fucking jobber, and but like you you see the guy's got he's you know he works out, he takes care of himself, he's like you're like yeah, look at this guy, maybe he belongs on TV, maybe maybe he's gonna put up a good fight, but then you you know you hear the other guy's music, and it's King Kong Bundy, you know, that's yeah. what this is like. He he's a jobber standing in the ring looking like maybe he could be an intercontinental champion one day We'll use wrestling. Uh but but then you hear the music hit and it's like, "Oh my god, he's about to get killed." That's yeah. uh that's what this primer is. He's about to get killed. He's about to get mauled by Andre the Giant.
1: Yeah, the the, the, Sanitz, the Sanitz is basically like is basically like, like your local up and coming wrestler. And then fucking Dwayne he's, Johnson comes out.
3: He, yeah, uh, yeah. Your attitude era. I gotta use older, a uh, uh, newer references, I guess. But you know, he's he's Barry Horowitz, right? He's a jobber that you see and you want to root for, right? And then maybe even he gets a win one day. Barry Horowitz got a win on Superstars when I was a kid. I was amazed by it. His whole gimmick yeah. was he pat himself on the back too. And like he'd lose, but he was a good wrestler. And you kind of root for him, especially as a little kid, right? Because you're like, he's a good wrestler. Why does he always lose? You don't know. Because you're a kid. Yeah. Right? DeSantis is that guy. He's appealed to himself. So like he's built a following among stupid little kids that are like, yeah, I want to see that guy win. And then uh, you hear glass break and Stone Cold Steve Austin comes to the ring, bashing beer cans together. And you're just like, oh, this poor guy. He's so fucked right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but make no mistake, like, nobody here hates DeSantis on this show. We just all feel sorry for him because we know it's not going to work out. Well, he signed the contract to put himself in the match with Stone Cold Steve Austin, and Stone Cold came out carrying two steel
3: chairs and a fucking sledgehammer. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like, all right, buddy, like, I'm not going to feel that bad when you get the shit beaten out of you. And then I'm not going to feel that bad with the injuries received from it later on, prevent your career from going forward because that's, what's going to happen. You're the guy that tried to take down Trump in 2024. I'm not going to vote for you ever. Like, like let's say DeSantis won. I am one of those people that
1: I will not vote for him. I'm absolutely
3: one of those people.
1: I I I res- I respect your I respect your choice. I would but only because um you know, I I here here's the here's I also the don't think
3: it's possible, so I'm, you know, well, yeah. He's, he's I he's not going to win. I mean, Barry yeah. Horowitz, Barry Horowitz was a hell of a technical wrestler, okay? And you see him standing out there, and you're like, Yeah, this guy, he could do some shit, but he's no stone cold Steve Austin. And Trump is much more akin to stone cold Steve Austin, if anything. He comes in, he causes yeah. absolute fucking chaos. Women are fainting in the stand fainting in the stands. All hell's breaking loose. And uh, and then and then Barry Horowitz is just standing there patting himself on the back, which I guess. Him being Barry Horowitz is so perfect because of that. The patting the back, right? Yeah, maybe it's it's just me.
1: (laughs) No, no, that is perfect actually. Um, Ronnie, Ronnie Horowitz, maybe we can go on. Yeah, I don't know,
3: such an obscure reference that you know it'll be great. No, but he's brought this on himself. Uh, so the nicknames he's Trump's already been pretty light on the nicknames with him. Cause as you've seen, we've come up with way more brutal than any Trump has used. Uh, I think, I think that's my prediction in this, that the gloves are going to come off of Trump real fast. And he, I mean, he already called the campaign a disaster, like immediately when the fucking Twitter thing didn't work. And now hashtag disaster was trending all night on Twitter. So yep. That's a great look for announcing your campaign, I'm sure. Hashtag disaster.
1: Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well. You, well, like I said, he was trying to. Uh, he was trying to appeal uh, to Trump's approach of, quote unquote, directly going to the people on Twitter, and it backfired on him.
3: Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. You know. So. Maybe a lot of people were really impressed by the Twitter space because you know how many people use Twitter. Uh,
1: it's it's like all of them, right? Everybody uses Twitter. I mean, I mean, I will say this, like 300,000 pe- people were were on there. Uh, Tw- Twitter
3: people. Twitter people. You have to figure some of them are bots, uh, probably about half, actually. Yeah. Uh, even by Elon's late calculations. And then you also got to figure a lot of them are not American. And then a lot of them are going to be hate watchers. So how many were like big, you know, DeSantis fans or voters to be swayed by it? I don't know. I don't think anybody knows the answer to that.
1: Yeah. that We'll we'll see.
3: The polls will bear this shit out. Let's say he gets a 15, 20 point bump over over the next fucking polling cycle. Then it might be a contest. But I don't think it's going to be that much. I think it's going to be five or ten. And that might even put him just over the threshold where they can say, let's have a debate. But that's the last thing he wants. I'll, I'll tell you right now, DeSantis doesn't want to be one-on-one on a stage with Trump because although yeah. he thinks, Oh, I'm going to maintain my composure. Are you though? It's Donald Trump. Are you really going to maintain your composure with Donald Trump? Cause nobody has so far. So you're going to be the guy. I don't know. I, I, All he could do is flip out and then ruin the one thing he has is that he's Trump, but he doesn't fly off the handle, right? That's the only thing that a debate with Trump and DeSantis could do is it could make it seem that he flies off the handle and then that ruins his whole campaign strategy. And Trump is annoying enough to do that.
1: (laughs) No, it would actually be, it would. here's what would be funny to me is if,
3: Excuse me, excuse me. I was trying to say something.
1: No, <laughs> what, 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 would be playing wrong? In...
2: wrong. <laughs>
1: what, what, would he, what would be hilarious is if uh, is if Trump just you know says something that kind of like annoys him, but like does interrupt him, and then he get and then he gets Ron
2: to flip out, and then Trump is why You were supposed to you... chaperone those girls, and you were drinking beer with them and taking pictures. It was a real Ron... beauty. I truthed it. I Ron... truthed it.
1: Ron, Ron, why, why, why are you yelling at me? Why are you interrupting me? People, people say that I interrupt all of the time, but in reality, Ron is the one interrupting. Uh, you know.
3: Yeah, the most classic Trump strategy in the world. That's what he wants. He wants he wants Trump to come beat him up. Like okay. That only helps Trump in 2024. I mean, if he wants if he wants to be the sacrificial lamb that need, if he wants to be the low energy Jeb, if he wants to be please clap, if he wants to be little Marco, if he wants to be Lion Ted. All that's gonna do is energize the Trump base, so more power to him. This will be funny. That's that's my final uh, thoughts on it. I don't think yeah. he can win, so he's only harming himself.
1: Yeah. Uh well, all I can say is Ron, I I love you, but I'm disappointed, man. I'm not even I'm not even angry. I'm disappointed, and believe me. Sometimes that's worse.
3: I had the, I had the perfect saving grace for him if he had announced himself as Trump's running mate tonight. Yeah, he'd uh, he'd be the man. You know, I'd probably be singing his praises to some degree. I'd still, but I'd still be pointing out the fucking uh, uh, anti BDS legislation because I think that that's one of the most overreaching pieces a, a state legislation I've ever heard of and completely tramples the constitution. And I don't give him a pass on that. Yeah. But, but otherwise like, I won't say he's been the worst governor ever. That's why you guys like him. It's, I will just say he's turned his focus away from what got him to the fucking, to the promised land. And he's, he's focused on national politics and, uh, appeasing the neocon war machine and and the you know,
1: Ron to yeah, sell out, like I yeah, said, he's yeah, he's turned his, he's turned his back on his populist working class base here in, in Florida, right? And is now playing pol- politics,
3: yeah. Well, the, the 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 dark lords of fucking Mordor got his ear, you know what I'm saying? That's what it seems like, yeah, and they they promised him. This book deal, they promised him, you know, I'm sure he got promised a lot.
2: Well, there's
3: no way he doesn't know that Trump's about to mop the floor with him. How does he not know that?
1: Well, I'm sure that I'm sure that one of these neocon donors like whispered in his ear like, hey, man, you'll be getting so much money. You'll be getting more money than Trump has. And. You can just outspend Trump to to beat him, right? But yeah. even if that were true, that's not gonna matter.
3: Trump didn't spend very much in twenty sixteen. If if everybody forgot, he yeah, he really didn't need to. Uh, the media doesn't want to give him a platform like that again, uh, but they still did, like. Like CNN's like shit. We need the ratings. Let's let them flog us for an hour. But you know, uh... I don't. I don't think Trump needs to spend to win, uh, especially against DeSantis. But uh, I will say this: if there's nothing else, uh, I do have an early uh, morning tomorrow. A big fundraiser for my kid at the school. Yeah, uh, running to raise money, and uh,
1: it is getting late. Yeah, no, we, as, uh, as, as, Shmoo, as smoothly said, we, uh, we've kind of beaten this horse to death. Uh, you know, Ron is, a, Ron is, uh, the snooze fest. So good luck, Ron. You're going to need it. That low energy, baby. Just please don't be as cringe as Jeb. That's all I ask or or be more right oh
3: god if if you're gonna be cringe just go all the fuck in and just be the cringiest politician ever you might even win that way
1: who knows that now that would be that would be ironic but anyway um thanks for thanks for tuning in in everyone and uh You know, we'll be having Atomic uh, Denny shirts uh, and art here hopefully uh, soon. I can't think of uh, any announcements. I am working on booking uh, a guest or two for next week. So
3: I had a massive uh, change of season sinus infection this past week. uh, So I haven't been much of a use to anybody.
1: Well, I, I'm, be- uh, I'm
3: getting better now though At least I,
1: it wasn't covid i'm sorry man i i'm i'm still getting over uh a long i guess it's a long covid is what i have now uh Fun. my 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 cough isn't as bad because i've been basically taking ricola's uh but there man you know. the the covid brain fog is also real
3: so get you get you some tea with honey i'm telling you it'll help yeah
1: yeah i think i think that's i'm gonna go do right now after the show actually so anyway uh take care folks and we'll see you next week thanks for tuning in
0: thanks for listening to the whitfield report on the ngc network please visit Sam's website at www.thesamwhitfield.com and support Sam on Patreon at patreon.com slash whitfieldreport. Until next time, God bless, God save this great nation, and God, freedom, legacy, in that order.